Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Smack him a gob, eh? It's me, Dr. Fucker. With me is. Oh, yeah, Wadzilla. What's up, bro? For people that don't know, this was our second attempt, but Ian didn't have a beer to crack, so we had to do it over. Yeah, so I had to get five of them. Yeah, you know, Ian cannot do the show without cracking a beer. You know, that's actually a medical problem. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. But the only cure is to drink what's in that can, right? Mm. Feeling better already. Ah, uh, well, Ian. Before we get into the whole shigging dig, um, <laughs> I got to tell you a story that happened to me yesterday. I had a girl come over, right? We were watching a movie, and during the movie, she fell asleep, right? And mm-hmm. when she woke up, she said, "What did I miss?" And I said to her, "This dick." <laughs> and, and then she said, thank God, I thought I missed something big. Uh, I said, baby, you think my dick is small? I think it's travel size. <laughs> so there he is. That, that, that's a dick joke to start off the show. Stick around for fat mom jokes coming up. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So uh, what's new, dude? You know what? I'm not in the mood. You know what? I stopped doing the news the most popular thing i do on youtube i stopped it because i'm not feeling it you know i need like a wadzilla there you know i i started to feel like i'm 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 doing the news while saying hey it's ralph and friends and it's just me it's fucking lame <laughs> and, and and i just got sick of doing it you know what because it's a little time consuming and i started doing one and i wasn't feeling it man i was like ah i don't feel like doing the news so i haven't done it in like a month and I still feel that way right now. Fuck news. I don't want no news, Ian. No news until we get good news. Yeah. And, uh, well, there is news out there, but I don't feel like talking about it, right? Uh, yeah, so, so uh, you're having Mardi Gras going on over there, right? Yes, yes. It started this weekend, and uh, I'm staying inside. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I hear you, man. I stay, it's I'm, in their house. I would stay inside as well. Shit, you know, all those events that went on on Miami Beach. I'd stay inside and also fucking hear the people that drive in Hialeah. Ask Chris and Aaron. I told them even before we drove into Hialeah, I go, dude, the drivers here suck. And then, yeah, they they witnessed it because I hung out with them for many hours. They witnessed it at least seven times. (laughs) They'll tell you about it. So that's why I don't go out. Outside, it's Mardi Gras on the fucking highway. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's crazy and this is the first mardi gras and, and you know since the pandemic and shit and i just there to be a lot of trouble we don't have very many cops right now and crime is at a damn all near high in the city and fuck it man <laughs> you've seen one you've seen them all so i just inside and record fan episodes what do you what do you say to that yeah, man, and we're and we're uh, we're we're seeing. I'm seeing the light at the tunnel with these fan paid episodes, everybody. So 
if you order an episode, it's coming up because we're running out, and uh, we don't plan on we don't plan on doing because this year Rockapod has been canceled, and I was like, thank God that way I don't have to do goddamn donations. You know what I'm saying? Wait, but but I appreciate the I appreciate the donations, but just you wait, everybody. When we're done with this, and Ian and I get to pick albums again, that's going to be a glorious day, Ian. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it, we do. We we appreciate everything we got. Hell, we still got. It, we're getting close, but I I think we still got fifteen or eighteen episodes. Yeah, it's less than twenty from hundreds. It's, I think we've done so far. Is hasn't it been like three point five million, something like that? It, yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> yeah, it sure does, man. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but but I'm not complaining about it because because of that I got free hotel, I got free um, uh, um, flight because of all the listeners and uh, illegal narcotics from Nashville because I'm not dumb enough to fly over there with it, and and a lot of whores, a lot of whores. But it, well, it was all me because you know Ian's wolf. Uh, thanks to these episodes, or even is a rocket pod, you know, God, it helped out so much, you know, the first couple of years and yeah, there's going to be another one, but it's going to be in the springtime now in 2023, much like everybody's European tours, it's getting pushed back to uh spring 2023. And yeah, I think it's just fine too, you know, uh, as much as I want to go back and meet the people, I know there's a lot of people like, oh, I ain't going to miss this year's because I missed last year. Well, that's what you get. That's yep. what you get for being afraid of COVID. You know, you just get the shot like us, and then you don't die like meatloaf, and you, you could have died. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what I heard, Ian? I, uh, I was reading up on meatloaf today. And yeah. uh, first of all, rest in peace. And, uh, you know, sad that he passed away. But I was reading, you know, about his childhood and shit. And he said that, um, they said that one time he went to the public pool and he jumped in it and everybody ran out yelling tsunami. That's the, that's the fat, that's the fat joke of this week, Ian. Mom jokes coming up. Stay tuned. Coming up. Mom jokes on the hour. (laughs) The top of the hour. Uh, something I know we forgot to talk about uh, last episode is you recently went and saw a show and you told me there was a story behind it. It was kind of crazy, but then it was good. Oh, Ian, I really don't know what you're talking about. Give me another hint. I'm sure I'll get it. Mm. I'm sure I'll start going, oh, yeah. Was there a show that you saw a couple weeks ago? I saw I saw Deep Purple and Blue Is Cult. Is that it? Yeah, before, before that. What was the show you saw before? Well, it wasn't really a show. It was that fantasy camp thing with Rudy Sarzo. Maybe it was that. Uh, what secret did I have about that show? I don't know. I don't have no secret. I told everybody about it. I told everybody how I, you know, got caught with a guy in the in the girls' room. There's, there's no secret about that show, Ian. <laughs> I don't think there's a secret, but I said something about you, you would, you're going to tell me about it later. It started out shitty, but ended up good. Maybe that was the fantasy camp. I don't know. No, it wasn't. I don't know what you're talking about. It must have been a show from the past. I'm, I have no, I have no idea. My friend Buckwheat. 
Yeah, I had a friend called Buckwheat. He was white. He um, he, he was. Now he's black. No, yeah, no, no. He, yeah, he's black now. Uh, he the way he would say no idea, he would say no idea all. Like he would he would add an R L, and just by talking about you know I have no idea, I'm like like, like Buckwheat would say, I have no idea all. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, you know, um, yeah. I don't know if you ever seen it. There is a second. You never seen my Spanglish show? I mean, this is a long time ago. Uh, first thing I ever did on YouTube really was my band would do these episodes where it was half half Spanish, half English, and it was called No My Parido. In the second episode, um, you know, I play two characters. And I, I, you know, I play my brother and me, you know, we just dress different. And there's an episode where I bring in a chick and my brother tries to hit on the chick and we leave. And then I go to the house with the chick. And then I tell the chick, I gotta take a piss. So I go in the bathroom and take a piss. And in the, in the, uh, what do you call, um, the shower, the shower curtain opens and it's, you know, supposed to be me with chloroform and I knock myself out. And then, then the fake me goes in because we're like twins, and I make her suck my dick with the covers over. Now here's the whole point. I'm bringing this up. This girl was sucking my dick while Buckwheat, her husband, filmed it. Thank you. Whoa. Yep. True story. This is on YouTube. Wow, stuff. Well, yeah, but she gives me head under the covers. Ah. But yeah, she's actually. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so the, ain't this cooler than the news? <laughs> you, uh, ain't, you ain't gonna hear Paul Stanley tell a story like this. No, his sister will tell you. His <laughs> yeah, sister will. I mean, fuck, boy. Look, you know, we should do our own chit chat shit before the review, and that will make blabbermouth because they're better headlines. You know. <laughs> Podcaster has dick sucked by filmers, by the guy that's filming, his wife, and he filmed her, give him a blowjob under the covers till he came. That is the best blabbermouth title and also the longest blabbermouth title ever. <laughs> that's master clickbait. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no clickbait about it. It's real. <laughs> um, clickbait. So... Uh, <laughs> What else is going on? Oh, man, I got something crazy to tell you, man. Um, one of, and we share this, one of our favorite movies came out on Blu-ray. It's always been out on DVD, but it came out on Blu-ray like, um, I don't know, five months ago. And I'm talking about, we even did a show about it called Over the Edge, the movie. Yeah. Well, they, they re-released it on Blu-ray, which, by the way, don't be fooled. It has one of those... Uh, what are those things called? It has a number on it because it's that region to play it. It plays on any player. But anyway, yeah. I snoozed I lose. That shit's hundreds of bucks now. But Amazon had it for 38 bucks. So I, I bought it. Now, here's the thing wild about it, Ian, because it brings tons of actors. And I could go on and on how, how amazing the extras are. But another amazing thing about this, because it has so many extras, one of the extras is a podcast. And you never believe who's on that podcast. Heather Drain. Remember Heather Drain? Yeah. 
the redhead girl that used to be uh, on our page. I think she is, but she's not active anymore, really. No shit. Yeah, she's she's on that Blu-ray on some podcast. And I'm thinking, like, these people were probably like, wow, they, there's a podcast on Over the Edge. Let's hear it. And they heard it, and they say, wow, that's great. And then his other buddy said, hey, man, there's another podcast saying Over the Edge, and it was pointing at us. And they listened to it and heard Terrence, and they said, fuck that, we ain't using this. <laughs> but it is true. It is true that fucking uh, Heather Drain is on the, the Blu-ray. I mean, her voice, it's awesome. Right on. Yeah, I didn't know it was out of print already. I was It was one of those I was going to get it, and I was waiting for the price to go down. Because, uh, I, yeah, I think that that's on Arrow video. Yeah, it is. But, but it, yeah, it was only... Uh, an import, I think. So I was, I was kind of waiting for the price to go down. Shit, I shouldn't have waited on that. You can probably still get it on Amazon for thirty-eight bucks, but everywhere else it's over a hundred. Wow. So, and it's wow. great. You know, it looks really good. I mean, everybody's interviewed, dude. Matt Dillon, fucking Doberman's still alive. Motherfuckers <laughs> on there. I mean, you know, almost everybody in the movie, all the kids, the redhead girls interviewed. Uh, Michael Kramer, I think his name was, uh, Matt Dillon, you know, and it's, it's really, really an awesome, awesome documentary with a big, you know, lead up because there's a lot of shit involved in the making of this movie and ancestors of the people in the movie. And it's just a badass. And it brings all these different uh, commercials from even around the world, the, the promos for the movie. And. It was banned, you know, they, they, it's a whole thing about it. It was very limited in the theater because, you know, they were freaking out that it would cause a bad example with all the, you know, at the end of the movie with the school and shit. Well, I, I think, you know, subconscious put up because they didn't interview me, you know. You're, I see. You were breaking up. You're in here, you know, I'm in it. I got a cameo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they didn't interview you. Yeah, you're, you know, you were probably like, you know, all these people that they lost their information on. You know, I, today I was watching on YouTube, they showed this thing on The Warriors, you know, the 1979 movie. And it was, yeah. just, it was just a clip of showing every, I mean, everybody in the movie, what they're doing today or how they are today, what they look like today. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, a lot of them are still alive, but, but, you know, there's a lot that they showed, like one of the Lizzie's, uh, saying like, you know, uh, whereabouts unknown. I don't even know how old this person is. I'm sure that's what happened with you on over the edge. <laughs> I got it. Speaking of the Warriors, I got excited because I saw there's a new uh, two disc special edition getting put out on Blu-ray on a label called Indicate, which is out of Australia. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. But I, I looked at it. It's like, I think 60 or 70 bucks. Wow. And it's not even like a, a new scan or, or a 4K. You know, I'm like, fuck, I ain't spending all that money. You know, I've got it on blue Blu-ray already. And uh, fuck, they need to put it on, on 4K. You know, not for that. You have one of those 4K uh, TVs? Yeah, I got a 4K TV, 4K uh, Blu-ray. I've been uh, heard a lot. I'm getting I don't know. You got a 4K TV. I think you are skimming from the profits of this podcast because I do not mm -hmm. have a 4K TV. Wait, wait a minute. There's profits from uh, other than when we do uh, 
other than when we go to Rapid Pod? <laughs> Man, you're a great actor. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but I am excited about the Godfather on 4K in March. And I'm definitely getting that. It's, it's all three of them. All right, and let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The Godfather's from the 70s, right? Right. I'm sure you have Jaws, because that's the greatest movie ever, and I'll quit the show if you don't. Right. You have Jaws on 4K. Um, yeah, I got Jaws. Yeah. Well, does it really improve when it's, like, filmed from, you know, a long time ago? We, you know, I don't think you could do really any much to the masters. The, can you tell the difference between the Blu-ray and the 4K when it comes oh, to Definitely, and it's the older movies that you can tell the difference on more, really? actually. Yeah, because the newer movies, besides a, a few examples, there's really not that much difference you can tell because they were shot digitally and stuff. But when they spend the money and go back and, you know, they have a good source to go off of, it's like night and day. And the Jaws was a great one. The Shining's another good 4K. Oh, my two uh, favorite movies. Yeah, uh, Clockwork Orange, I just got on 4K. Uh, yeah, just a, yeah, I got a lot of Cooper in 4K. Uh, but yeah, older movies from the 70s and 80s and even the 60s, you can tell the biggest difference. And I, I definitely recommend it. Every once in a while, there's, there's some that get a, a piss poor transfer, but not that often. Right. Yeah, definitely I know. Older movies uh, benefit. Because I was bummed when I heard, oh, you need a 4K TV to play this shit. I was like, what? Yeah. You, well, not only that, but you have to have a 4K Blu-ray player as well. Jesus. You know, I, I'll get it eventually, but I'm going to hold off. Because, dude, technology, there'll be something better than 4K, and I'm going to be stuck with a 4K. You know? Well, they already, have, they already have now. They have 8K TVs. Yeah, I'll wait uh, till they get to 10K. Yeah, they have 8K, but... It's so expensive right now, and most of the reviews that I read said you really can't even see that you know the difference at that point. You would have to really be up on your TV. Plus, they don't make a 4K. Um, I mean, an 8K player or 8K uh, discs, and actually, Blu-ray players and 4K players are getting harder and harder to find. Then kind of go uh, streaming. And you can stream in 4K now, but it's not as good as the disc. You, you get much more, especially with the sound. You get much more off a of physical disc than the streaming because the streaming all has to do with uh, your internet and and with the the app or the channel that's that's streaming. Because uh, some, you know, they're just stronger than others. Like I think the best you can get right now is stuff on Apple TV they have the highest bit rate uh, but others you know don't have near as much so nothing's going to beat a disc but next generation they, they don't care they just rather stream it I hear it well I still buy yeah, media. To get one because of Jaws alone you know oh it looks great it looks fantastic you know I just recently you know I, I recently got a Blu-ray player from a friend he gave me one because I didn't have a Blu-ray player in my living room. I have a TV in there, but not a, you know, my Blu-ray's in my bedroom. So for the first time, I watched a movie in my living room, a Blu-ray, 
And of course, the first thing I popped in to break in my living room was Jaws. And holy fuck, on Blu-ray, it looks fucking unbelievable. Because there was a big restoration thing to it, you know? Oh, yeah. Then they went back again for the 4K, and it's even better. It is phenomenal. Well, well just for that, I'd get one. But you can get, get a Blu-ray, I mean, a 4K Blu-ray player for right around two. 200, I think, and 4K TVs is just pretty much standard anymore when you buy a TV. I mean, hell, you could get like a, a 50-inch 4K for 500. Yeah, but you know it's cheaper than that? Uh, I'm going to call Charlie Hill, man. I'm going to say, Charlie Hill, do you have a 4K TV? And he says, yes. I grab my Jaws. I go over there, buy the Jaws one, and popcorn, juju beads and shit. <laughs> watch it there at Charlie's house and that's it. That's all I want to watch on the goddamn thing is Jaws because that is the greatest fucking movie. I watched it again. I was watching it the other day thinking, man, this movie is like more than just like a shark movie. Kind of feel like part of the community. But then again, I'm super dorky with this fucking... I saw this in the theater. How old was I? Nine years old. Fucking changed my life. Totally. Because at, at nine years old, Ian, I was so stupid that I didn't realize one day we were going to die at nine years old. Then after <laughs> I saw the movie and what happened to Alex Kidner, I laid in bed all night thinking, shit, one day we're going to die. Fucking idiot. It took me nine years to realize that. Fucking idiot. I want to watch Jaws on the water like they do in Texas. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have. People are like laying on rubber tires and little boats and shit. Yeah. yeah. I see. In inner tubes and watching it like on a big screen and shit. I'd love to do that. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. Anyway, I can see Jaws. It's been released in the theater almost yearly down here and almost yearly I'm there. You know, I've seen that movie in the theater the past like 10 years, like whoo, at least like 10 times because it's yearly. See, I'm not that dumb. I got that right. 10 plus 10 equals, I mean, 10 equals 10. But <laughs> <laughs> I am dumb. But I'm smart <laughs> enough to know that Jaws is the greatest fucking movie ever. And The Shining is a very close second. You know what I have in front of my door, thanks to the great Charlie Hill? I have a welcome mat to my house that's the Overlook Hotel. And nice. it's, even, it's even designed as the little carpet on there and shit. So Overlook Hotel. That movie, let me tell you something. I watch that movie a lot. And every time I see it, I catch something new. And let me ask you this, if you realize this about the movie. Because you've seen The Shining enough, right? Oh, yeah. All right. The scene where it's early in the movie and they're already at the Overlook Hotel and Jack, and, um, Jack Nicholson is sitting on the couch and then the two guys come up to him. Oh, Mr. Torrance. And they walk off. Remember that scene? Where he's reading the Playgirl? <laughs> I never knew it was Playgirl till the last time I saw it. I said, holy shit, he's reading Playgirl. <laughs> I catch things like that every single fucking time. Something new, like the Indian, uh, you know, canisters and that little food pantry thing. And, you know, the connection with the... I mean, that guy, Stanley Kubrick, was a fucking genius. And it was a connection to the Indian, Indian burial ground of the place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, shit, you should see it, though, on 4K. It is so clear. 
you can see like the single hair on Sammy Hagar's chest on the cover of Playgirl. <laughs> you know, it's that clear. <laughs> oh man, I don't believe you. I'm gonna ask Mark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mark will know. Well, He'll send me a picture of his copy. And Nate. Don't Nate like them too? Yeah, fuck them all. We're going to group <laughs> up you guys. Sammy Hagar sucks. Hell yeah. Right, Ian? Only thing that sucks harder is his fans. I'm yeah. telling you. But you know you know what's funny, Ian, is that there is a guy now. I'm not as in as I am known as the, the touchy one. and I, But there is a guy on my Facebook uh, YouTube page. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, almost human. That's constantly fighting with me over Sammy. And I won't, I won't delete him because he's fucking hilarious. Because he, he admitted it the other day. He said, I get pissed off that you guys are always bashing on Sammy. And then he put us up a picture of Sammy now and Dave. Look who aged, who aged more. Who's out there playing more? I'm like, what does that have to do with the music? You know what I'm saying? What does it have anything to do with the music? How they look or how they sing? Or, look, dude, bottom line, even Eddie Van Halen said it. Van Halen would not be Van Halen without the the voice of Roth. He said it himself. So kiss my ass. Uh, how, how do you argue with this Hagar fan? They're mentally ill and deaf. So, you know. Well, I don't believe him because I'm, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm stupid. Yeah, plus, you, you know, you know, gay guys bring chicks with them. You know, keep them around. You'll get more chicks on your page. Ah, uh, like they can even score with a guy. <laughs> True. And guys, are, and guys are horny as fuck. <laughs> well, gay guys. And that's not being homophobic. That's not, you know. It's like, like I said a million times, you know. I hail the gay man. More chicks for the straight guys and we should build a statue to the gay men and hail the gay man. Keep sucking cock. Stay away from the poon. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Uh, now, you bisexuals, uh, I have a problem with. <laughs> yeah, make up your mind. Pick a side. <laughs> All right. Damn, bench walkers. <laughs> uh, well, a show next week. It'll be only my second show since they started having shows again. I'm going to see George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Is it the Parliament Funkadelic? Yeah. Cool. And George George Clinton, I mean, I've seen him a couple times. Maybe two or three times. And George comes out about halfway through the show. And there might be one or two left from the old days. That's about it. But always surrounds himself with nothing but the best musicians. So who's ever in the band, it's going to be fucking amazing. So... I'm excited about that. And then it kicks off uh, pretty much a good run for me for the next two months. All this shit that got postponed over the years, uh, I'm finally going to see uh, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, uh, the Exodus and Testament and Death Angel, uh, Primus. And then I want, I want to go see, but it's on a school night. And I'm on call that week, so I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, but uh, Sepulcher and Crowbar. And I want to say Sacred Reich. I could be wrong. But it just sucks. There's no way I'm going to be able to make it. But 
good to see shows coming back and uh, excited for that. Except the fact that I'll have a hell of a time getting to the show because of the fucking Mardi Gras parades. Because they last for like weeks before actual Mardi Gras. And I can't take the uh, uh, the bus to the because the bus lines are shut down. You don't want to drive there because there'll be nowhere to park. And I don't know. It's going to be a nightmare. And Ubers will go through the fucking roof. But one way or another, I'm going to. Well, yeah, I'm. I got a few shows as well. Uh, Steel Panther. Um, uh, oh, uh, I'm actually going to go see Primus. Yeah. Because yeah, the, excited to hear what you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you'll get to see it before me. I have seen Primus before on their right when it was cool to say Primus sucks at the shows. Right. And people were like, yeah, Primus sucks. I go, no, no, but but I really mean it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, more power for all of you that like it. And I do appreciate uh, the musicianship and to see them do the whole Fairwater King album. How how can I let that go? It's not like I'm going to go see Poison do, you know, fucking Fairwater Kings. And by the way, when you see George Clinton, try to get Bob Bobby Dahl's autograph. I'm sure he's a bass player. <laughs> no, they got musicians in that band. Uh, uh, Deville's in the band, but but the drummer, they didn't get him near the guitar. <laughs> uh, so yeah, apparently that that stadium tour is back on now. Even adding dates to it. Oh God, I can't believe people uh, people want to go see that shit in 2022 well i mean and 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 you know what they're gonna say after the show that was great see that's the type of, that's the type of people that go to those shows that actually think it's good that was great <laughs> they were like i can't believe that leopard played pour some sugar on me yes yes they went even deeper with photographs <laughs> yeah oh if you're lucky beat track no, I heard they're doing On Through the Night from the beginning time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would like to go see Phil Kahn butcher those songs. <laughs> I'd like, I'd go see Death Lover and Phil Collins with them in a chair. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather get the yeah. other Phil Collins on drums. <laughs> Have you seen any footage of that? I think we talked about it on another episode, but oh, is does that look horrible? No, I didn't. But yeah, I remember you talking about it. But no, I never really went and watched. Did he do Mama? I think they do. All right, I'd like to see if he can still belt it out. Yeah, I know about him, you know, being in poor health and not standing on shows. But he he yells his ass off on Mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he doesn't anymore. And I'm sure if he says Mama, it's probably the dementia. He's just yeah. asking. Him. Yeah, he's seeing her on stage. <laughs> he just says, Terrence, I fucked your mama. <laughs> oh, man. Terrence's mom. You know, she's a whore. You know that. Did you know that? I, I got a question for you, Ian. Yeah. What does Terrence's mom and the Bermuda Triangle have in common? I don't know. What does Terrence's mother and the Bermuda Triangle have in common? They both swallow semen. <laughs> mom joke. <laughs> yeah, that mom joke. Top of the hour. 
Right on. All right. So, uh, our good buddy Samuel Wex. Yes. He um he wants us to do Monster Magnet. Now I own Monster Magnet. I'll even say my little thing. I'm Monster Magnet, dude. To tell me tell you the truth, I don't know. I don't know how I discovered them, but I own Super Judge, Dope's Infinity, and Power. That's it. These three, and I enjoy them. I mean, I'll talk about this album that has good things to say, and yeah, I'm sorry, Samuel, but I got some bad things to say. But what do you expect? I'm dumb. And uh, but I own these albums, but I haven't heard them forever. And after I listen to Power Trip, I listen to Dopes because that's my favorite one. Dopes to Infinity, Super Judge, I like too a lot. Uh, that's all I got to say before we get into the review. How about you, Ian? I love this band, and I'm the one to blame for Samuel Wetz posting Monster Magnet every fifth post. Uh, I'm kidding. It's like every other post. But he loves this band, uh, thanks to my old radio show. And I'm glad about that, because I think these guys are fucking fantastic, underrated. Uh I had read about them in magazines, but never really checked them out until I saw the video for Teenage Negasonic Warhead. And I just thought that was the coolest song ever and the coolest video. Went out, bought Dopes to Affinity. And while I liked it, uh, I just had so much other shit going on at the time. Uh, it didn't really sink in. It'd be one of those I'd throw it in, I'd play that song you know, like five times in a row, and then I put something else in. But I really got into Monster Magnet with this one. And uh, I would have to say this is probably my favorite. Um, and I got the, the only time I got to see him live was on this tour when they opened up for Manson. And still, you know, fuck, top five shows I've ever seen. Uh, they were just amazing. And you know, what I like about Magnet is they're dependable. You know, they're like a Motorhead or an ACDC. Uh, it, a lot of it sounds the same, and either you get it or you don't. Um, you know, I and I, I still buy all their shit, and they just put out a really cool covers album, and it's all like covers from songs I've never heard of, but most of them I've never heard of. Uh, but if you like their kind of space rock, you know, doom stoner shit. You'll love it. Um, yeah, I just I wish they were bigger than what they are because I, I think they deserve it. You know, there's there's so many other shit bands out there, especially when they were coming up in the the '90s and and since. You know, uh, it's just to me good rock and roll, uh, trippy, spacey. When when you hear these guys, it's like you know you can it's. Like sonically, I can tell that I need to clean my bowl, or you know, I can I can smell the resin on my fingers from a joint. It's just total drug rock, and uh, I love that man. And there's not enough of this kind of timeless, just rock and roll. Uh, so big fan of this, and I'm glad that you know Samuel got it. And uh, yeah, my my job is done. I created another Monster Magnet fan, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I was watching some Monster Magnet videos today, and uh, and and something eerily while watching the Monster Magnet videos, I was like, "Holy shit!" You know who looks just like that singer? I mean, exactly. 
like that singer is well yeah. just imagine if the singer was to shave he would look identical to razor fist think about it <laughs> they both look so alike true they true yeah and and correct me if i'm wrong because listen to this i mean what is this 25 23 years old now you know so at least over 20 years yeah and listening to this album today and the way this guy wrote lyrics i'm amazed like he's still around and 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 if you know more about him than me does that guy have a drug problem he did really? uh yeah believe it or not he's been sober for a long time now but uh i think he's one of those he did so many you know up until his 30s or because he's an older dude too you know he was old when they hit uh but yeah he, he cleaned up but i i think it's he's one of those that's going to be in his system the rest of his life right but yeah yeah i i can see that razor fist got his uh look from him and his his jokes from dennis miller there you go but man it was it's eerily because i was watching uh the, the the video for uh space lord and yeah I, god he looks just like him and then i even did a comparison i went on on Google images and you know typed in Razorfish and I typed in him I was like dude these guys look like brothers or you know the same person but one shade but you know it was cool because the thing is this is a band that I own these CDs but I never listened to them ever you know I did back then it wasn't like oh I don't like this anymore it was there's millions of bands I you know you've seen my collection there's a lot of bands in those CDs that were, I listened to them a lot in the past and then I just stopped. And this is one of them. So listening to this album today, yeah, it brought back memories. I was like, yeah, I remember this. And then there's certain songs on here. I go, I don't remember this at all. And I'll explain why. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but why, don't, why don't you go into the first track? It's called Crop Circle. Uh, Crop Circle. Damn fine song. It's got all the elements you're going to find in Monster Magnet. Um, but I don't know if this was the right one to open the album, because I think there's so many other songs uh, that would have been a better way to start off, even though the actual, like, the, you know, the intro to this song is pretty good for the opening of the album, but as a song, I think it could have picked a better opener. Uh, but I love it, man. It's just weird-ass Dave Winter lyrics, you know? You, you know, you can... You get whatever you want out of it. Could be about UFOs. Could be about a, a, a weed crop circle. You know, his lyrics are so like, just like comic book and um, and and just drug induced and just amazing. You know, he wanted to go to Vietnam to write this album, and it was like, no, 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 no. We're not flipping the bill for that. But he just wanted to get like in that kind of apocalypse now mode and just. You know, get into a hotel in Vietnam, do a bunch of shit, and write an album. And they would a they didn't sell enough records to justify doing that. And b they didn't want like the insurance. You know, they were scared he'd never come back. So instead, he ended up going to Vegas. He's, he's from they're from Red Bank, New Jersey, and he went to Vegas and got a hotel outside the city for 21 days and just wrote a song every day for 21 days and this is what you know he ended up releasing and uh 
Yeah, I dig it, but again, I would have picked a, a different opener. What do you think of Crop Circle? Uh, it's a cool tune. It's stripped down with those. Those lyrics are very inventive, and I love the breakdown, like, like those drums. It's awesome drumming on this tune. Um, I dig it, but to tell you the truth, hearing it today, I was like, no, I don't remember this one. But it's, I, I think it's a cool opener. I, I dig it. All right, the next one, obviously, I remember. Um, because this is my favorite track off the album. I love that jingling riff and lyrics and, you know, and again, you just know this guy's on drugs with those lyrics, you know? And uh, I just love that, you know, that little groovy intro and how it, you know, slams into the song. Watching the video today, though, I was like, yeah, this is this looks dated as fuck. It, and even the Space Lord, it's like, it's a rock video, but then it turns into a hip hop video with all the chicks dancing around, their asses showing, you know what I'm saying? But I dig it. What do you think of Power Trip? Oh, fuck yeah. I, I put, now, now here's, this is an opener. Uh, fucking perfect song. You want to scream at your boss as you quit. Uh, I mean, that whole, like, I never want to work another day in my life. I mean, who the fuck doesn't feel that way? Well, except for you, because you're retired. But, uh, you know, the rest of us <laughs> who got it, like, myself, we have to go into work tomorrow. Uh, I absolutely love this. And I love the videos from this time too uh, I talked about this on past episodes but it's perfect to bring it up you know again now because we're actually talking about the band but uh, I read an article on, on Dave where he talked about how uh, the videos that he made for this album and, and they were they were making fun of like the, the P. Diddy videos at the time and he was saying how and it's even more true today that kids are starting to turn away from rock and roll because there's no more rock stars and you know it's just a bunch of guys in plaid whining crying um, he's like that's not rock and roll and he says you know used to be you know teenagers were attracted to rock stars you know you wanted to be them you know and uh, you know he said what's what's attractive to a teenage boy you know power money women you know shit that rock stars used to you know flaunt vagrantly you know and now it's the rappers that were doing had that they had more of a rock star attitude than the rock stars at the time and uh so the videos they made for this that was his own little play on that like okay you know you're gonna take our fans you're gonna do this you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take your video style and i loved it but this song is just a fucking powerhouse. Totally get why it's the title track. Uh, love it. it. Was the second single off the album. Heard this on the radio a lot uh, in Florida when I uh, when this came out. Uh, love it. And I'll take the next song, the first single off this album, and, and probably their most famous song overall, "Space Lord." Holy fucking shit! Five star, perfect fucking rock song. Um, and I, I, th I think it's better that he doesn't say fucker in it. I think that just adds to the charm because you keep wanting to say it, you keep thinking about it, but the way it just goes mother, mother, you know, does the, the little repeat on it. And we're, he doesn't even have to say it. It's, it's an awesome example of less is more. And I think it was a brilliant choice 
Now, I know that was uh, originally so you could release it on the radio, but I think once they heard it, you know, they're like, this works. And uh, perfect fucking track. I love the video. Uh, Twiggy Ramirez is in the video, and that's his car because uh, he bought that just because of Smoking the Bandit. You know, he said that was his dream car and uh, put it in the video. And uh, I love it. Perfect fucking track. I never get sick of it, uh, even though it, it is overplayed. And unfortunately, most people, this is like the one song they know from them when there's so much other cool shit. But for whatever reason, this is their song. Well, I mean, I get why, but I wish people knew more than this song. Absolutely love Space Lord. What do you think? Uh, I remember this song being heavily promoted. You know, I remember this song, album, you know. I, I just think this shit came out at the wrong time. You know, at the time, this is uh, what the world really needed, a shot in the arm that was lacking. But in 1998, masses, their musical rock taste have changed. And, you know, what they, you know, I'm talking about the popular, you know masses they were more into like food fighters and shit like that and yeah. you know before grunge uh, this would have been much bigger much better because it is a great song and it did you know it, it it just shows you how times have changed man you can throw out a song like space lord in the middle of that mess what year was this like in the late 90s 98 98 yeah so this is a this is a song that should have you know, like it should have been the teen spirit of bringing back, you know, the heavy, the, the hard rock and, you know, what they were doing. You know, everybody talks about, oh, Greta Fleet, uh, Greta Van Fleet is the, fuck Greta Van Fleet. Oh, Greta Van Fleet, uh, they're going to bring rock back. How long has this fucking band been around already? I think they've been around longer than Led Zeppelin. And they haven't <laughs> brought, they haven't even, how has rock improved since them? Give me a break. And anyway, that's I just feel I did. I mean, I hate to be a pessimist, but you know, we talked a bit about this in prior episodes. It's over, Johnny. And we had a great fucking run. And right here, even in the late 90s, with a song like Space Lord that has every fucking element of awesomeness. And uh, you know, Team Spirit, Team, Team Spirit's is nuts. This should have changed the fucking world. You know? So but you know, what can you do? Um, but I, obviously I like it, <laughs> uh, but I would say it's like my fourth favorite. I got two more. I like more than this, this but, uh, I'll take the next one. <clears throat> Temple of your dream. You know, seriously, man, if this guy was, uh, this guy's an alien. I think, man, he's from some planet that, that all they did was drop acid and party, you know, and he, he was the ruler of that planet and it's a very simple and catchy as fuck riffage going i think it's another awesome tune what do you think of temple of dream of your dreams temple of your dreams uh love it this was the third single off this album even though i heard this one a little bit radio but not as much as power trip and space lord uh to me it's just awesome psychedelic rock there's hooks in it i mean this shit should have been a much bigger hit uh, this is their biggest selling album and it only went gold but uh this is just perfect and and this is like you know it's I, this is an example of modern even though it's old now but then you know time it came out it was you know 
clear modern production, but the the writing was very rooted in 60s and 70s. And, you know, this is something made for women to dance to in cages. You know, who used to see that shit in the 60s? I think this would be perfect for, you know, the girls and the body paint and shit you used to see. Um, just great bass line, great, you know, trippy lyrics. Uh, absolutely love this one. Yeah, if you don't know it, check it out. I mean, check out the whole album. But I think this could be one that would hook people who are who are on the fence. But then we go into the epic track next, the longest track on the album. It's seven minutes and 35 seconds. Bummer. Uh, I love this one. Uh, you know, from from the beginning where he's like, you know, you're looking for the guy who fucked your mom. It's not me. <laughs> epic. Uh, Sabbath-laced riff uh, and a great fuck you to crybaby rock. Uh, and I love, because that's that was huge at the time with, the, you know, the grunge with the crybaby lyrics. And then that carried over into the new metal that was coming out the same time as this. You know, people listen to fucking, you know, you know, went from Pearl Jam to shit like Bush and fucking Days of the New and, you know, Godsmack, all that fucking horrible, horrible creed. You know, is, is big around this time. Uh, you know, it's shit for girls. You know, and and I'm sorry, girls, but you know, they they like it. You know, when guys are look sensitive. You know, some girls. You know, some girls want it, want a band like this who's who's gonna throw it down to you. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll knock the guy out and grab your ass, and then they'll, they'll knock the bottom out your ass. You know, and this is man's music here, baby. This is for men, but chicks can dig it too. You know, cool chicks. Cool chicks like Monster Man. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely love this one. Uh, long as fuck, but it, it doesn't bore me. What do you think, Ralph? Yeah, I, I like the other songs more, but it is a total stoner track with some Sabbathy elements, cool lyrics. You know, uh, you know, Ian, if you wrote this song and said, you're looking for someone who fucked my mom, it ain't me. You know, it'd be different with me because I fucked your mom, you know, and uh, you know, Ian, your mom was such a slut. How slutty was she? She's so slutty that her vagina should be in the NFL Hall of Fame for greatest wide receiver. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> mom jumped mom. on the hour. <laughs> All right, and uh, okay, I'll take the next one. What's it called? Gabby Gullibut? I don't. I, I refuse to say that because I know it's anti-Semitic. <laughs> Baby got her damn wrong. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's hard for me to say this one sucks because they are trying to mix it up, and it has its charm. It's a spacey track with a commercial uh, twist. It's not bad, but to me, it's just okay. What do you think? Um, yeah, pretty much agree with you. This uh, definitely, like I've said a million times, victim of the CEA uh, age. If there was about three tracks knocked off of this, it would have been perfect. And if, it, if there was, this would be one of the ones you would knock off. They missed the mark on this one. It's not horrible, but it's not memorable either. This is, uh, you know, B-side or, you know, I don't know. Again, I miss the, the shorter hours, you know. 
or it's all killer and this is just filler but you know it's nothing reprehensible but i'll take the next one which is oh man a lot of times this is my favorite 19 witches holy shit uh everything i said about the temple of your dreams a million uh perfect trippy got you know you could shake your ass to it you can hit your head to it all the sound effects you know like the i mean just cool fucking like who would have thought to act like that somebody on drugs that's who uh at this time there was nobody putting out songs like this in rock and thank god monster magnet did uh, this is another one I would play for a non-believer or somebody who'd never heard this band. Uh, hand, big, fat, fatty, and, and uh, you know, put the headphones on them. And I, I think you would just fall in love. Perfect fucking track. What do you think? Uh, this is the second best song on the album, I think. I think this song crushes the last two tr tracks. And uh, very surf music with some really trippy elements. I, I love this song, man. And this one is one that I played. I go, I remember this. Hell yeah, this shit fucking crushes. It's a great, great song. I love 19 Witches. Really, really cool. Um, the third, the next one is Third Eyed Landslide, which is, ironically enough, my third favorite song off this. <laughs> I, I love the great guitar hooks in the verses, what, what the guy's doing, and some cool guitar effects throughout. And uh, <clears throat> I'm living on top of it. It's, great tune and yeah another one i was like fuck yeah i remember this one too great fucking song what do you think uh well you like it more than me i i don't hate it but to me this this could have been a b-side this is one I, I might have taken off the album but again not horrible but just don't dig it as much as you do uh i'll take the next one the fourth and final single from the album see you in hell um Perfect choice for a single. This is another one. Catchy as fuck. Never heard this one on the video, though. But it was on the side of Chucky. Um, and it's actually in the movie, too. A lot of times you get soundtracks back then. It's just shit that was thrown on it because they're on the same label as the soundtrack and shit ain't even in the movie. This one was. And uh, I, I dig it. You know, again, nothing at this time sounded like these guys. And just psychedelic song with a hook, solid one. What do you think, Ralph? Oh, it's a total psychedelic keyboard fucking song going on with that hooky bass line. It's a groovy track, man. It's far out. I really dig it. But but you know what this 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 um song also reminds me of, Ian. Uh, I gotta say, your mom was such a slut. <laughs> oh, here we go. I said, aren't you going to ask how much of a slut she is? How much of a slut is she? That when she walks, her pussy claps. <laughs> Try that again. When she walks, her pussy claps. That's fucked up, man. I don't like that joke. I'm offended that you laugh. I'm the nice person. What's wrong with you? But yeah, CUL is pretty damn cool. All right, I'll take the next one. Is it my turn or did you talk about CNL? Yeah, you Yeah, did. I already 
right, uh, Tractor. Uh, I'm not a fan of this one. Um, I, I don't like, like, you know, bands that do that, you know, vocal, same riff, vocal, same riff. It, it, unless, I mean, there are exceptions where the riff is just so badass. It's like, yeah, 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 I don't mind, you know? Like Burn, for instance, by Deep Purple. You can, you can fucking do that riff over and over again. That'd be fine. But this one is like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it, you know, it is rocking. But this time, I feel the CD is going on way too long. You know, it's unfair to slam the song because it's not bad. But CD should have ended already. 40 to 45 minutes top should be the limit. So, you know what? It's it's already, I'm, I'm getting a little, um, you know, bored with Tractor by the time Tractor comes. What do you think? Well, this is where I school your ass. Uh, love this track. This is a recording. This is on the original EP. And I love it. And I remember this specifically from uh, when I saw them live because they just killed it on this one. I love that. Got a knife in my back and a hole in the, my arm driving the tractor on the drug farm. Fuck, I love that shit, man. It's like, I don't know, it, it like, uh, Motorhead meets Spinal Tap. I fucking love it. And it, it, it was, it's really, I, I don't know if I would love it as much if it wasn't for hearing it live. I think that really changed it because I heard the album when I saw him and, and didn't remember the track. In fact, I love the song so much. I had to go back and I'm looking, I was like, oh God, what album is that on? Not knowing that I already heard it. So maybe this is an example of you got to hear it live. Because, um, yeah, I, I just love with it. And this would definitely be something if I saw them live again, I'd be like, oh, God, they got to play track. Because it, it just went over so well. Love it. Well, I'll take the next track, Atomic Clock. Now, this one was a grower. Uh, I remember the longest time thinking it was filler, and I think I was kind of getting like you are. It's kind of like, okay, the album's going on a little bit too long now because not, not every song sounds the same, but there's a similar vibe here. And I think that would even happen with, you know, an ACDC or a Ramones or, you know, a Motor, any band like that, you know, I think more than another band, they have to keep it short, you know, and, you know, because everything starts to blend together. But listen to this a couple times I did today before the review, I was like, fuck, man. It went from filler in my mind to killer. Absolutely love Atomic Clock. What do you think? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't remember this one. I was listening to today. And yeah, I only heard it once. So yeah, I, I still have the same attitude you had. I think even <clears throat> when I was listening to the song today, I was thinking, I was thinking this is going to be like overkill to me. You know, it's not, I don't think the song is as strong as what I heard earlier, and again, like, you know, Tractor, for me, it started to, you know, bore me. I started to get bored. I mean, I think it's front-loaded, this album. There's a lot of great tracks in the beginning. Uh, I'll take the next one, which is called um, Goliath and the Vampire, right? Vampires. <clears throat> this is unnecessary. An instrumental that goes nowhere, and adding it this late on a long-ass CD makes me want to shut it off. And not even listen to the rest. And probably that's what happened back then. Probably I never really listened to these last songs because, you know, it's like, oh, let me put something else on. What do you think? 
Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. This this song goes nowhere slow. Um, too long, definitely B-side or, you know, like a bonus track. But uh, yeah, an album this long, you don't need this. And, and another excellent point you made, you don't get this far towards the end of the album. I'm not a big fan. It's Again, it's not horrible, but it could have been about a minute long for what they do with it. You know, it could have been like a, you know, a, a little intro to another song, but here it's just, this is the kind of shit uh, that it do exactly what it did to you. It'll kind of bore you and sour you on the up. But luckily it goes into your lies become you, which I think is a fantastic way to end the film and definitely shakes it up because it's way different than the other shit. Uh, a mellow track. I mean, it's it's still trippy, still psychedelic, uh, but after you know, the pummeling you heard on the tracks, this is a welcome way to end the album. It's a perfect closer. Love your lives. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, not terrible. I like I like it way more than the last three songs. Um, but like I said, this CD is kind of front loaded. I think. It would have been better if they you know, just held on to this track for the next CD, you know, and end it with See You in Hell, See You in Hell for me, this album. That, that you know, it's a good song, but the album's too long. It should end. They're, I don't care how good the song is. After See You in Hell, that's it. Stop. <laughs> but it is, it is a cool tune. And I know, I know some of the bonus shit. I don't know if you do. I can talk about those. Uh, I didn't listen to it because I figured you wouldn't, so I didn't check uh, them out. Actually, I remember because I ha I own the disc, and I played that as well, and I kind of remembered Big God. I, you know, it's not bad, not great, but I think it could at least, uh, you know, substituted with at least five songs off Power Trip that, you know, I don't think is as strong as this track. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's not mind blowing. They also do the cover to kick out the jams from MC yeah. Five. That's a slamming cover. Really cool. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the game, the song The Game, I can see why this was left off. It's a snoozy track, you know? <clears throat> and uh, another thing, Ian, your mom has so, <laughs> your mom had had so many cocks in her. She had more cocks in her than a barroom urinal. Uh, yep. Man. You know what I hate about? That concludes the mom jokes for this episode, everybody. I know. I'm just waiting for years to get on the fucking couch so I can start talking about her. <laughs> well, you better get again, Spanish. Yeah, then again, fuck it. We're doing this in English. I'll just look at her and smile. Pretty yeah. okay. Yep. <laughs> Your mom's so dumb she can't speak English. That's true. <laughs> That's a, that, that is true. I, that, that makes me depressed and sad that you said that about my mom. <laughs> but she speaks the international language. Canalingus. Yes. <laughs> is that, isn't that all like right? Here, here's 20 bucks. Go to the casino. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> now we can talk about your mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is our review of Monster Magnet's Power Trip, uh, released June 16th, 1998. Dave Windorf and I uh, definitely uh, their biggest hit. They took 
like three years to put out the next album. And I think God says no might be their worst. I don't know. I got to go back and check it out, but uh, it failed to pick up any momentum that uh, they got with this. And they keep putting out album after album. And I think some strong albums, but uh, it's just like the, the door closed on them, unfortunately, at least here in the States, they don't tour much in the States anymore. They, you know, they do go out on tour. A lot of it's at festivals in Europe, like a lot of bands. Um, but I still think, you know, there's there's something left in the tank. Check out, you know, their later albums because they got some really good shit. They um, released a good one, a really good one, uh, in 2004 called Monolithic Baby. And I think if that would have been released after Power Trip and sooner, it could be a different story, but... There you go. Um, so yeah, went gold, and I hope I get to see him one more time. I don't know, Dave's Dave's getting pretty old. How old is he? You ask. Let me look at this up here. He is sixty-five years old. God damn. Yeah, that's why this shit's dying because the rock stars are dying. <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah. Well, I got a thing about 30th high school reunion coming up in May. I'm like, God damn. God damn. I told, uh, I told the time I see him again, I'll be fucking almost. <laughs> Woo. We're getting old, but God damn it. At least we saw the good bands. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm so old that. I used to, when I went to school, I would like, you know, have to do my homework with a, with a stone and chisel. <laughs> Seriously, I'm that fucking old. Jesus Christ. You're so old. When you wanted to buy records when you were young, you had to earn the money. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't have disability back then. <laughs> you know, and you know what would play my records? A Pelican. <laughs> yep. Wilma. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, Samuel, oh, we, why don't we do fan of the week before or after our pick of the week? Afterwards. All right, I can't think of a pick of the week. I got to look at one. All right, well, I'll go with my pick of the week. And, uh, it's from a band that heavily influenced Monster Magnet. And that's the Mighty Hawkwind. And I'm going with their fourth studio album, Hall of the Mountain Grill. Um, one listen to this and you'll be like, okay, I'll get it. I get it. Uh, I see where, you know, Monster Magnet gets a lot of their influence. Not that Monster Magnet's not original, because they are, but you can see where they get inspiration. They're just as inspired by Hawkwind, uh, maybe even more so than Black Sabbath. Uh, huge fan of 70s Hawkwind. Uh, I don't know really much of their post Lemmy uh, material. I have it, but I haven't got around to listen to it, but I just love the early 70s shit. And, uh, you know, man, I, I was trying to decide what to pick. They put out a great live album right before this one called Space Ritual, which I love. That's the first Hawkwind I ever bought. And uh, Warrior on the Edge of Time, the one after this is real good. Uh, this few album before this, uh, do Re Mi Faso Lato is killer. Just 
good fucking drug music. Uh, you know, and this is all during the, the Lemmy era. It sounds nothing like Motorhead, but on this album, uh, you get to hear uh, Lost Johnny for the first time, which would get re-recorded on the first Motorhead album, but sounds night and day different. But, uh, you know, don't go looking for, like, super heaviness, but plenty of just good psychedelic space rock that uh, I think would fit perfect alongside this album. Are you a fan of Hawkwind at all, Ralph? Uh, don't hate them. Don't love them. You know, I like that song Silver Machine. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm very, I, I'm be, I'm not even, ca I can't even call myself casual, but one of the many bands that when I, I have heard them didn't really annoy me, but it also didn't intrigue me enough to, uh, you know, buy any of their music. But one day I'll do, I should do that. Get in the rabbit hole on YouTube. And check out a bunch yeah. of their shit. Yeah, I'm very well aware of the whole Lemmy thing, which I kind of embarrassed myself in front of. Well, not really, but you know, I, when I met Lemmy, I said, "Lemmy, Lemmy, I saw your very first show in America at the Miami baseball stadium. That was the very first Motorhead show." And he said, "I played here with Hawkwind before that." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> so I, you're, I, you're dumber I, than Bond. What, what was even worse than what I did? Then my friend said, by the way, here's the, here's the setup. We're in the back of this club, the Button South. Lemmy comes out with two hot blondes. Hot blondes. And, and, and Daisy Dukes ready to fuck them in the bus. He's taking them to the bus to fuck. And he stopped and was very courteous to all of us. Signed our shit, was talking. I don't know how I can. Uh, Lemmy must get so much pussy, he, he does have temptation to wait. Uh, you know. <laughs> So anyway, after I say the stupid thing about Hawk, uh, you know, he corrects me about Hawkwind, my friend says to him, you know what I love is Sam Copal, Seasons of the Witch. And let me go, let me, I'll never forget the vision. Let me put the cigarette in his mouth, put out his hand. Nice to meet you guys. Like, I'm out of here, man. Because <laughs> you know that Sam Copal, Seasons of the Witch? I don't know if you know uh, this. That, dude, there's even a video. Lemmy was in a band called Sam Copal. And there's a video of him with the band doing Seasons of the Witch on a boat, an actual music video. That's very early Lemmy. And <clears throat> I love it. But, you know, and, and you know me, I hate people, you know, that blow instruments. Zam Gopal is the leader of the band who played flute. And Lemmy, oh. Lemmy was, I think he played guitar. I could be wrong. But he was the singer in the band. And it doesn't sound like Lemmy, but you hear little, you know, hints of Lemmy. But I dig it. Check out. Uh, that should be my pick of the week. Actually, no. I thought of another pick of the week. But there, that, I have two picks of the week. Check out S-A-M-G-O-P-E-L. Zam Gopal, Seasons of the Witch. And watch that video. It doesn't sound like Hawkwind. It doesn't sound like Motorhead. It sounds trippy. It's pretty cool. Um, and, um, but Lemmy don't like it, obviously. And uh, my second pick... And you know what, man? I really do mean this. I'm not saying it because he is a part of the the family of ours, uh, the rock and metal. You know, I'm not. I'm just. I'm talking about the great new release by Wild Ride called Gasoline Alley. Holy fucking Toledo! Is that where they're from? I don't know. <laughs> I think they're from Kentucky. <clears throat> It would, it would be cool if they were um, 
from uh oh fuck what was the name of that state ian oh it, it was it would be cool if they were from kansas city so they can give us some hot plate stories you know what i'm saying <laughs> But dude, after you're still done with Zampo Pal, listen to the title track, Gasoline Alley by Wild Ride. And they're spelled W-Y-L-D-R-Y-D-E. This shit smoked. The whole the whole thing smokes. Uh, but just, you know, listen to Gasoline Alley and then listen to rest. I mean, that shit, I mean, seriously, man. Who cannot? If you like some killer hard rock and add some metal in it, it's just no denying how great that song Gasoline Alley is. And the rest of it. The rest of it is just as good. But I think Gasoline Alley is the one that'll hook you in and fuck you up. So those are my picks of the week. Hell yeah, support the great Mick Watkins and Wild Ride. And and I, I said it right this time. I think I've called them <laughs> Wild Stallions and Wild something else. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, Wild, and by the way <laughs> you got even his name wrong. His real name is Dick <laughs> yeah, I was going by a stage name. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, definitely check it out, man, and, and very proud of and the whole band, and you know, especially when they came back from that that whole debacle, you know, that that bad incident last, or was that before? It was anyway, they all got they all got crabs, but they overcame it. Yeah, they went to the. Doctor. Yeah, Thrasher and I got crabs too. We didn't overcome. <laughs> still got, still itching. Yeah, but you know, we, we have low standards. <laughs> All right, well, now it's time to go into fan of the week. The gentleman who paid for this, my internet son, Samuel Wetz. And uh, I, I love this kid. I, I still call him a kid. He's a man. But uh, this guy. He's doing so great. He's got a radio show now and uh, just doing fantastic. Uh, Sam's been really receptive to, you know, the music that I played on my radio show and discovered a lot of shit that's now some of his favorite shit. And that's the best thing. That's that's better than any numbers. Better than money. Well, money, but just the fact that you can turn people on, especially younger people, on to great music because they don't have a lot to choose from these days but uh just a great great listener and uh i love you sam you know you're you're awesome and i'm so so proud to see what you know the person you've grown into and uh yeah that's why you're my internet son and uh now go get laid yeah thank you samuel uh, he's been a big supporter of ours too. He's always, uh, you know, I see him pop up on my YouTube live. He reminded me about this on YouTube live. Uh, Hey man, I pay, I go, what episode? He said, monster magnet. I go, all right, I'll talk to Ian. And I didn't forget you, Samuel. And, uh, yeah. that was just a week ago. So I let him know today. I let him know today we were doing it. He's happy. Uh, you're happy. I'm on drugs and everything's cool. Hell yeah. Well, Sam, we enjoyed this fucking episode, and, and hopefully more people go and check out Monster Magnet and uh, become just like you. I know Monster Magnet would appreciate that. But if you enjoyed this, come back next week when we may or may not have news, <laughs> depending on how just us bullshitting goes over. Let us know in the comment sections 
but one thing I will have next week is I found out how to access uh, reviews that were left on Podbean, which I always had a problem accessing, but now I know. So I have like years of shit I can read just from people who leave shit on Podbean. And uh, I know people like to hear their reviews read and their names heard. You will get that next week along with another fan-paid episode. Which one? I don't know. But uh, you are getting down there. And if you're listening to this and we haven't got to you yet, send me a reminder. Because I may have you on the list. I may not. I'm old. But come back next week. It's the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Wait. Not, we're not ending it yet. I just saw right now, Ian, one of the reviews. Can I read it? Sure. From somebody called Queen Tube. <laughs> says, Terrence Rules, you jackasses suck. And it's like you're not even in school anymore because you got no class. I, dude, I mean, that kind of hurt because that's hilarious, Ian. Oh, uh, he's he really, cool, right. really goofed on. on he goofed on us with an excellent joke. <laughs> he kicked our recon ass. Or whatever. Next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, he's not. <laughs>